Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Rasmus Lindgren with me. He is the man behind RetireMyAss.com, where he writes about his businesses. Welcome. And I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. Maybe you want to pronounce it for everybody. <laughs> Well, it's it's Rasmus Lindgren in Danish, but it's a uh, it's a bit I think it's a bit hard to pronounce for a, <laughs> with an English accent. <laughs> I appreciate that, and thanks for your understanding. Welcome on uh, on the on the Harbor Success uh, Success Harbor Show, Rasmus. Tell me uh, how and why you started your business, and what were you doing prior to that? Mm-hmm. Well, first off, thank you for having me. Um, originally, I was in in IT industry. And I'm I'm still a little bit in that, but uh, I'll get back to that. Um, back in 2007, I started my own company together with a partner, and we did IT consulting. And I basically did the same thing as I was doing as, a, as an employee. I was working as an IT consultant, but we also got a few employees in our business. And they kind of took off, and, and we did great. But you know what happens when you start your own business? You also start to work a little bit more because now you can make a little bit more money. Um, so it was actually great, but I was also working more than I'd ever done, ever done before. So, um, fast forward until 2009, I get my, uh, my first child, uh, my daughter, uh, Cecilia, and, uh, you know, things just have wants to change when, when kids come into the picture. And, and I just knew that, you know, running my own business with long days and, um, yeah, even though I made okay money, I mean, it wasn't really compatible with the job as a father that I really wanted. So uh, I knew something had to change at at, at that point. So in, in early 2010, I sold my, my shares in, in, in that company and I just, you know, started from scratch, basically. And uh, I, I just fell back to what I knew, and that was IT consulting. So I started doing IT consulting again. Um, so, um, so you uh, sho- sold your shares of the company you started with yeah. uh, a friend back in uh, 2007. Your daughter mm-hmm. born in 2009, and then in 2010 you start another IT. So, could you not have changed the way you did IT with that partner to to more to be more of your liking? So, why what was the reasons for selling and then starting another one? Well, basically, it was freedom because in my own business, I could decide when I wanted to work or not. I could just say for a couple of months, well, I don't want to work now uh, if that was what I wanted. Um, and, you know, with a partner, you have sort of like this agreement on, on how much you're expected to work. And I was expected to work at least 40 hours per week. So um, uh, that was really, you know, I wanted more freedom. So uh, it's freedom to choose what I wanted to work on. But, you know, from going from having employees and a partner to just being myself. But I was back, you know, in a trap. I was back in selling my own time for uh, for money. And, you know, that doesn't scale. Mm -hmm. So on the side of that, I started uh, creating other businesses and I started a lot of different things, but a lot of them didn't really do me much good i think uh so um, so give me an idea what are some of the other businesses because you know i i want people to hear that you know and and i know we we call these failures but it's just a really stupid word because it's really not a failure it's just part of owning your own business and you try things and then some work some don't so give us some ideas on you know what you tried and, and why it didn't work maybe one or two well it's all feedback i say uh but um for instance, I wrote an ebook and tried to sell it, um, but I, I wasn't really passionate about that uh, that market the ebook was in. So 
I didn't really want to market it. So I, I kind of fell through on that because I, I failed to market it once I'd written it. Uh, the other thing that I actually learned much more from was that I wanted to start my own e-commerce website. And I almost had the agreement to, uh, with a manufacturer to, to sell their products, but it fell through on some contractual things. But then I realized that I learned something about, you know, all the technical side of setting up this e-commerce website. So uh, I, one of my first businesses I started was that I still own, uh, by the fact, is, um, is a business that does e-commerce websites for the Danish market. And everything in that business is outsourced. I just do a little bit of selling typically uh, over email. That's about it. And then I have a team in Eastern Europe doing the actual production of the e-commerce website. Um, so um, I kind of combined what I already knew about the IT industry, about IT processes, about outsourcing. And then I looked at what I'd learned researching all about this e-commerce uh, business uh, and kind of put that together into a business. Okay. So tried the uh, ebook, but was not not passionate about the topic of the ebook. So it was hard to get behind marketing it. And then mm -hmm. tried to do e-commerce, but uh, just the contractual things didn't work out. And then you started building e-commerce for other businesses, right? Yeah, I could basically probably have found another product that I liked, but you know, then it, the other thing has just taken off, and I realized I was good at that because I had the background in IT, so I could just do that. I mean, so I kind of started that business in a week with I was like sixty dollars something like that. You just needed a website and a logo done. That was it. So, so, um, so your role right now in this business that uh, builds e-commerce sites is basically sales, and then the operations is done as outsourced, basically. Is that correct? Yeah, I have a kind of, you can call it an arrogant attitude towards my customers, but, you know, it's in a Danish market, but I require that they only contact me in writing and only in English once they have purchased, because then, you know, my team can follow up on everything. On the, other, on the other hand, I can provide them with a really professional uh, e-commerce site uh, at a really low price because I'm using outsourcing. So, I mean, it's a win-win for both parties. I don't get to spend much time on, on each customer, um, and they actually get a really high and professional done product for a low cost. Okay. So, so that's one of your business. Uh, any other uh, uh, businesses that you have aside from building e-commerce sites? Uh, yeah, I also do a little bit of uh, search engine optimization with the same model where I have someone actually uh, doing it the work for me uh, in the Philippines. Okay. Um, it, it doesn't do that well at the moment, so I won't get too much into it uh, since all the uh, updates from Google, right? It's, uh, it's taking a little bit of a downturn, but it's, it's kind of the same model where I kind of act like a proxy in between an outsourced team. Um, yeah, and charges okay. customers in Denmark in my local market. Okay. Now, you mentioned on your website, which is uh, retiremyass.com, it's mm -hmm. uh, a great domain, by the way. <laughs> so, you mentioned on the side that you're down to working a few months a year. Can you mm -hmm. share how that works for you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, last year, it was kind of four or five months, I think it was. And that is the months I do consulting in. So, that is the months where I actually trade my time for money. Um, and in the other months of the year, I kind of free to, to do what it is I want to do. If that is, you know, do some crazy ass new project, or if that is spending time with the kids, or if, if that is, for instance, we have a house in Thailand. So we're typically in the winters. We are in, um, in the winter season. We're in Thailand for a few months, 
of the year. So um, it's basically, you know, time where I can do stuff I'm more passionate about. Okay. And that those four or five months you actually spend in Denmark then uh, when you do the consulting? Yeah, that is typically on site with the customer. So that is typically the old way of, you know, just trading my time for money. Doesn't scale. Now, so how does that work when, you, when you're not there for the eight months or seven or eight months? Uh, or you just tell them I'm unavailable or you help them remotely? Because I would imagine if you help um, you know, an office you know, for three, four months, they might call you two months later. And then what do you tell them? Excuses. No. <laughs> no. Um, basically, um, I don't do my own selling in my consulting company. I have uh, middlemen that are actually acting as, as, as salesmen. Um, you know, um, they have these consultancy agencies that takes typically around 20% or so of the hourly rate that you offer, but they take care of all the selling. So basically, I just have to to go to them and say, well, I'm available now and I will have a contract uh, after a week or so. And that contract will typically span two to three months. Uh, so I'm, I'm, it's a great way of working because I can just get into a, a company, help them out with something and then get out again and never have to worry about them again. And and you also have your blog, uh, retiremyass.com. Uh, now, what do, you, uh, what do you do to promote that blog? What are your expectations? Uh, and why did you start that, that blog? What, what was your goal? Originally, it started out because I read the four-hour work week. So I, was like, I thought this was, uh, was just right up my alley. I wanted to try to experiment with that. So originally, my blog was called my4hours.com. Um, but in the beginning, it was mainly you know, documenting my own journey from, from going from this you know, overworked IT consultant to some some other place I didn't know at that time where I, I knew I wanted more time for myself and, and my family. Um, so originally it was kind of documenting my journey and, and, and basically writing about what was working and what was certainly not working out for me. And now it's, it's turned more into uh, a more typical blog, I'd say, where I kind of put out articles on, on, um, on the stuff I'm working with or what is working. Um, I have, haven't been that good at promoting my blog because um, I, in, in all secrecy, I can tell you my numbers. I think I'm up to around 5,000 visitors, monthly visitors. Mm -hmm. And that is not too shabby. I mean, it's not bad or anything like that. But it's also, I mean, it's a blog with some years um, behind it. So it, it could have been bigger than it is right now. So, um, so I'm certainly not doing enough to, uh, to market it, mainly because um, – I like to spend my time where I can see there's a return on investment. And my blog, I mean, I'm not selling too much through my blog right now. So, um, so I don't have that big return on investment. I don't have a blog that is, you know, plastered with affiliate links or anything like that. So um, I'm not making any money on my blog. So that's why I, I haven't okay. actually uh, marketed too much. Actually. Yeah, so it's not a major revenue source, but you still get some respectable traffic through it, even though you weren't really promoting it so much. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so you've been in business, uh, you know, roughly since about 2007, one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, you know, so far it sounds everything has been going really, really well for you, but uh, there are always challenges. So, you know, give me maybe a, a big mistake that you made or something that you regret or you know something that we can learn from because uh, I think we learn from failures as well. 
Absolutely. When you when you start out and you're just yourself and you're starting out either with an idea or, you know, just some kind of goal to 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 move towards, you can often find yourself, at least I did, with the missing focus, not really knowing where you're going. And you get this because if you're just working by yourself, you don't have someone to hold you accountable to to um, to say that we agreed on this goal that we want to move towards. So that was what's working in, in my own business, you know, that I started with a partner. Then we had this kind of goal moving towards that goal and had a vision for the business. But when I started out just being myself, uh, I didn't have that focus. So that is also why, you know, I did everything from trying to write an ebook to start an e-commerce business to then ending up creating a, a service company um, that I, I didn't really have the focus. I just knew that I wanted more time and freedom in my life, but I didn't exactly know where I was going to make my money, really. Um, so I wish I'd had more focus uh, early on, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about being efficient because a lot of uh, businesses are either one or two or just a few people when they start out. So it's very important to be efficient and manage your time well. In your experience, what do you think are some of the biggest time wasters for entrepreneurs, especially when they start out in business early on? I think it's uh, the always online syndrome. Uh, this uh, idea of synchronous communication uh, like not right now we are on a Skype uh, connection, right? But I'm never locked on to Skype. I mean, unless I have some kind of uh, an appointment. I prefer to get all my communication over email uh, because that's asynchronous. So I can pretty much decide when I want to check my email because disruptions are the biggest sinner when it comes to productivity. Um, and, and, you know, getting all these... Uh, notifications whenever someone comments something on Facebook or whenever someone wants to chat you up on on some kind of instant messenger or or Skype or whatever that just you know breaks your flow so if you want to be productive and you want if if you're working as an entrepreneur uh, you really need to cut down on on all interruptions and that means also getting all your communication all to some kind of asynchronous uh, technology like email okay now I want to ask you about dealing with just the life of an entrepreneur. Uh, there is so I mean I own my own business for for over 10 years and and uh, you know I I can attest to you know there there's a lot of ups and downs to deal with and how how do you deal with it in your business uh with the roller coaster ride of just just being an entrepreneur? I cry a lot. Okay. No. That's uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um I mean, there are ups and downs, but I have started using other people more and, you know, letting them know more about my business. So I'm part of, you know, mastermind groups where I can share my stories, both, you know, um, the bad ones, but also the success stories. And um, I have a coach that is helping me out where we can talk things over and stuff like that. Getting a mentor. I've had a mentor some parts of my career as well. Um, I think that all helps. Um, Okay that really yeah so you don't want to do it alone basically no i i think you know if, if you're sitting in and you're, and you're feeling that you get you know one failure after another and, and you're not looking at it as just feedback um and you don't have anyone to share it with you don't know it's normal you don't know it's something that all entrepreneurs go through right <laughs> yeah um the minute that you that you just realize that it's part of the journey that you cannot create something perfect and then just be an instant hit. Um, then, um, then, then you, then you, ha- then you can have, you know, the uh, 
the calm to to be able to move on with that knowledge really so what if what if um what if one of your best friends or somebody from your family that has a job now sees your success as a as an entrepreneur and came to you and say, you know, Rasmus, tell me how do I do this? Teach me teach me how to be an entrepreneur. What would be the first thing that you would teach that person? That would have to be the why. Why do they want? I mean, a lot of people say, I just need more money, but then you need to ask people, I mean, what do you want that money for? Um because we are all motivated and driven by our whys. So if you don't know why you're doing something, you probably won't stick to it. You won't, um, you won't follow through on it. You need a really, really strong why to do it. And for me, for myself, that was my kids. I mean, I wanted to give them an upbringing uh, that I didn't necessarily have myself. Uh, so I really wanted to be there as a father for them. So I think you need a really strong why because if you don't have that, you will probably just stick to the safety of your nine to five job. Okay. Now, in your businesses, uh, is, is differentiation uh, important to you? How do you how do you set yourself apart from all the others? Because we all have competitors. Mm-hmm. How do you set yourself apart from from the competition? Well, at least in my e-commerce business, that is very specific because I I niche down a lot. Um, Normally, when you have your average web agency, they do everything. They do um, paid ads uh, campaigns for you. They set up your Facebook page. They can set up a website for you. I just do one thing. I only do um, e-commerce websites. I'm actually only doing it on one platform. And right now, I only have one price. So, I mean, it's, uh, I, I make it very, very simple. To, to buy from me because you know exactly what's going to cost you and you know exactly what's going to be delivered. And that is at least something I have used to position myself from, from the other web agencies here in Denmark that, that pretty much does everything. They, they do everything, right? Uh, and, mm-hmm. and if you want a quote from them, they say, oh, contact us and we'll get you, give you a quote once you've sent your requirements over. I do the other way around. I say, this is the price. This is what you're getting. Um, and of course, there's still a, a huge part of customization because we design a uniquely designed uh, e-commerce website for the client. But um, it's really a package, and that is something I used to uh, differentiate myself in the Danish market, at least. Okay. And in terms of planning, how far do you plan ahead? Uh, you know, is it do you have something that you look at every month, and then maybe a six month, one year? Uh, how much planning do you do in your business? Do you, and what kind of goals do you set for yourself? I'm lousy at planning, and you know that also goes together with the focus. I'm, I'm uh, a right now guy, so the, the way I'm planning is to commit myself to something in the future. So, for instance, um, I really wanted to do a seminar here in Denmark last year, but uh, but I also knew it, it wasn't going to do it itself. So I just said, well, in this on this date here, I will do a, 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 a physical seminar with this amount of people. And, you know, once I have put that out and I had the invitation out and all, I knew I also have to, you know, create the, the actual content and do marketing for the actual events to get people to come there and as well. So I'm typically motivated by, by uh, just setting out some, some yeah, committing myself, yeah, committing myself to something in, in the future, you know, like uh, three to six months out in the future. And then, you know, uh, getting commitment because or accountability because I'm just putting it out there. And people are seeing it, and then I need to act on it. So I, I like this public accountability thing. 
Okay. Now, who do you look up to in business? If you, I mean, you you have been inspired by the Four Hour Work Week, which I think is a great book as well, uh, uh, by Tim. And uh, do you have someone that you look up to in business that you say, you know, that person really has it all together? Um, I there's one guy uh, who's in kind of you could call it internet marketing, but it's a guy called Brendan Burchard. Um, he's someone who's very quickly has gotten into a scene of, of creating informational products and doing seminars and doing speaker, um, yeah, speaker seminars. And he's kind of dominated pretty much everything he's gone, gone into. Uh, so, um, I, I like some of his models and some of his strategies. And I think he's, he's someone who you can, you can try to model yourself if you want to get into this. He's kind of put together is called the experts Academy where he teaches uh, coaches and um, uh, yeah, people who are self-employed speakers, coaches, authors, st- stuff like that, how to, to monetize their business more. So um, okay. he's someone uh, that I really look up to. Yeah. Uh, give us a couple of your favorite apps running your business uh, to improve your productivity. Um, mm-hmm. What are, what are some of the tools that are, are you find very useful? I mean, one thing I'm using again and again, because I'm using Gmail for my for my emails, but I'm using a, something called Boomerang. And I love Boomerang. Uh, I use it yeah, too. Go ahead. Yeah, yes. I use it daily. I mean, you can, you know, you know this when when you uh, when you get an email in and you're sitting and checking your email and you get an email coming into your inbox, and you you just instantly reply to it, and then it turns into kind of a chat, right? Then you write something and the person writes you right back. And, and then we've got this synchronous communication that I don't like because it hurts my, uh, my productivity. But, you know, with Boomerang, you can just schedule uh, the message going out. So typically when I get an email in, when I'm checking my email, I just schedule it for the following morning uh, <laughs> and, and problem solved. But you can also get uh, your email to Boomerang back into your inbox at some scheduled time. So you can get that inbox zero and you can get your inbox totally cleaned out. So I really, I really love that plugin for okay. the browser. All right. Any other, maybe one more? Yeah, Boomerang? I'm looking for something that some other people wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have mentioned already. Um, but, um, yeah, that's I'm all right. Using, Boomerang is, is good. You know. I'm using a tool called uh, Simpleo.com, and that is actually uh, a, a system for selling informational products uh, because I have my own, um, my own um, online programs as well. And, and that is something that's really, really a cool product to do that with. It can handle you know, all the billing for you, recurring billing, uh, one-off billing. It can her, uh, handle affiliates for you. It can handle your autoresponders and everything in one product. So I'm what really, was the name of it again? Simplero.com. Simply Row. Simply Row. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's that's good. What is uh, what is a favorite book that you read in the last six months? Business book. I think it's um, it's a bit longer time than six months, but one of my all-time favorites, and it's not directly a business book, but I would I would still advise any people or any anybody in the um, as being an entrepreneur to read it it's called um uh, brain rules by john medina brain it's rules basic brain rules it's basically a book on on uh, on how the brain works and that sounds incredibly nerdy but it's written in, in a language that and anybody can understand so i really really enjoy the fact that you can you can get the latest in brain research written in a language that you can read <laughs> sounds good do you have um 
any last words of wisdom for someone that has a business but they want to take their business to the next level or somebody that is just starting out? I would probably get a get get a mentor, get someone who can who can guide you and who can who can be with you along on along the route. I think that's that's the the, the periods in my life that I've gotten the most out of has been where I've had someone to to help me along. Well, that's that's really good information, Rasmus. I really appreciate you taking the time today. How can people connect with you? Yeah, I'm glad you don't have to beep this out, but you've already mentioned it, right? <laughs> but you can always find me on retiremyass.com, where I, you know, blog about what I'm up to and my latest uh, hilarious uh, ideas I get. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. The, the easiest way to reach out to me there. Sounds good. So, Rasmus, thank you. And be sure to check him out at retiremyass.com. Thank you. Thank you for having me.